So today, we're just going to have some fun and do 20 questions with no more. You ready, honey? Yes, I'm ready to be violated. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Have you ever dined and dashed at a restaurant? No. Never? No. Okay. Because you're a good boy. No, but I haven't dined and dashed. (laughs) Because it's my understanding that the servers then have to pay for the meal. Uh, It depends. But yeah, sometimes that's the case. Yeah. Okay, number two. Would you rather have endless money or endless love? Endless money because you can buy love. Ooh. No, I'm just you can't kidding. buy my love. Endless but, love, endless love. Because with endless love, you can do anything. Yeah, and if you have someone who really loves you, the two of you can make money together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number three. Have you ever been in a car accident and was it your fault? Yes. But everything's okay now. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, no, it was. Um, <laughs> I've been in a couple accidents, and only one was my fault. And uh, it was a false start at a red light, and I rear ended someone. Oops. It was before emergency braking was a thing. <laughs> what? I'm just thinking about it. What car was it? It was the Infinity. <gasps> yeah, it was the, the G37 Sport oh, yeah. Coupe. At number four, if you could star in a movie, what movie would it be? Oh, probably Death Becomes Her or Clue. Which characters would you or be? Or Less Than Zero. You can't be Robert Downey Jr. in Lesson Zero. No, I would be Jamie Gertz. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would totally be Jamie Gertz. Um, (laughs) I think Death Becomes Her simply because it's an opportunity for me to stay young forever. I I picture you as... Meryl Streep. Yes, thank you. Um, Yeah, but you know what? I think I've flipped over to Goldie Hawn. I think I'm more... Because you like frosting? Helen now. Because I love frosting. (laughs) I finally just told my mom earlier this year that when I was a kid and she would bake my any birthday cake, mm-hmm. she would get two cans of frosting because one can was never enough. Right. And there'd always be like half of a can left over. And it was always in the back of the fridge on the top shelf. So on like Saturday and Sunday mornings for like two weeks, I'd go into the back of the fridge before <laughs> anybody else was up and I'd sneak like little teaspoons of frosting. Did she think it was your dad? I don't know. I don't even think she was really paying attention to it. I think it just got to a point where she realized, oh, that's in there. I should just throw that out. And so she just would throw it out without even paying attention to it. And you got away with frosting. Frosting. Yeah. And I wonder why I have weight issues. What is your most frequently used emoji? The thumbs up. Because I hate emojis, but I understand that. And text is my preferred mode of communication now, Mm -hmm. but it's really hard without emotion. And being such a utilitarian communicator, I feel like I just need to give like a thumbs up so people know that or a smiley face that I'm like smiling on the other end. Mm -hmm. Because I think that I can come across as very curt in person. So when you're just looking at words on a screen or a text bar, I think it can be even more so. Well, and so quick thumbs up. Yeah. And they're kind of like hieroglyphics, like who knows what it is when someone sends you a face that's like set to the side and weird winky face. You're like, okay, but. Well, that's another thing, too. I mean, people perceive emojis differently, like the big smiley face one, I think is just like a big cheesy proud of myself. Aren't you proud of me? Grin. But then my friend thinks that it's like a mischievous grin that you use when you're being facetious or right kind of catty and now there's a uh, an emoji that you're not supposed to use because then it's just telling that you're a millennial what's that i think it's a it's a laughing with like cry tears face or something like that 
No one laughs that hard. Yeah. Who who decides that stuff anyway? That's stupid. I don't know. I just recently heard that two thumbs up means fuck you to somebody. (laughs) Whoops. I apologize to everyone that I fucked through my text message. But that doesn't mean, but see, that's the thing. It doesn't mean that, that it doesn't mean that to me. You never know. So sometimes it's just like a really enthusiastic thumbs up. What was the last thing you stole or shoplifted? So when I was working at Macy's as a makeup artist and doing drag on the side, waiting to get my cosmetology license, I bought a skirt from work and then there was a pair of shoes, but I didn't have enough for both. So I thought I could kind of like wrap the shoes around the dress and try to walk out of the employee exit and thinking that if I was so bold as to just walk out with it, that no one would question me, but they did. I got caught. What happened? Did you lose your job? I did lose my job because it was a violation of my contract, but I was totally honest about, I mean, it took me like, I think maybe 30 seconds and I was like, no, I totally bought it. I just paid cash for it. I'm sorry. I tried to steal it. I was like 21, (laughs) 20, 20 years old, 21 years old. Yeah, I was really upset with myself. I mean, listen, Macy's isn't going to miss the $35 for the Steve Madden shoes because they were on sale. But I know I was disappointed in myself because I had a very difficult time in my younger years not being able to recognize situations where I was getting something that I wanted in that moment, but it was going to cost me more in the long run. So I should have just saved up my coins instead of buying all the drinks at the bars. (laughs) Then I would have had the money for the shoes. Are platonic friendships or romantic relationships more important to you? Platon- it's difficult. I would have to say platonic relationships. Because if you took the intimacy out of our relationship, you and I would still be best friends and I'd still be happy being with you. Nice. That's some good logic. I like that one. Well, I think your partner should be your best friend. I never totally. understood people who ran around with a husband or a boyfriend, and they're like, but this is my best friend. It's like, isn't the person you share your bed with, the person that you lay your head down on your pillow with, supposed to be your best friend? Yeah, I think that's just like a weird transition from high school, college. Well, some people have a very difficult time with that transition. Whoops. <laughs> Would you want to live in another decade, and which one? Oh, okay, so this is a really good question. Yes and no. I would like to experience a week in each decade, starting from like, I don't know, the 1850s or something like that. But as someone who has spent a lot of time dwelling on the past, this is the life that I'm living at the time that I'm living it. And we have some amazing resources and technology available to us that we haven't had before. And I think that that's a, that's a blessing. And I think that that's a gift to be a part of life at this point in time. What was your favorite dinosaur as a child? I really wasn't into dinosaurs, but I guess if I had to say one as a child, it would be the T-Rex because it was just the easiest one to remember. And it was sort of like the daddy of all dinosaurs. Yes, daddy. However, (laughs) daddy dinosaur. Daddy dino. Now I would probably be a velociraptor simply because I respect how cunning they are. They're so cool. They're really cool. They're smart. They make a really cool sound. Are you going to do it? No, I can't. Oh, Diego, can you do the raptor sound for oh, us? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> that was good, Deegs. Oh. Good job. Oh. <laughs> um, what are your sun, moon, and rising signs? I am uh, Capricorn. My uh, rising sign is Gemini. And my moon is in Leo. And then all my other houses or planets, whichever one you go by, are all Capricorn Leo. I don't know what mine are. 
I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I had mine done uh, when I was working at Macy's before I got fired. <laughs> Would you rather someone always tell the truth or protect your feelings? Tell the truth. Tell the truth. My feelings are my business. I've got to handle my feelings my own way. Tell me the truth. Give me what I can work with. That's a good answer. Who do you miss more, Ziggy Stardust or Prince? Prince. If you had to be trapped on a desert island with one friend, who would you choose? You. Stop. <laughs> because you, you and I made it through a whole quarantine and we got into like three tiffs. I know. What kind of, I mean, that's as literally tiffs. Tiffs. Yeah. Yeah. We survived it. If you could find out how you were going to die, would you want to know? I don't know that I'd want to know how I'm going to die, but maybe I might want to know when. Mm hmm. Like, not for sure. Like, tell me I'm going to live into my 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s. Right. And just let me, you know, just some vague thing. But how I'm going to die? No, because then I think that would, I would really just be preoccupied with avoiding anything that I think could lead to that. You may have already answered this, but if you could only text or talk to people on the phone for the rest of your life, which one would you choose? I should say talk, but I'm going to say text just because I've gotten to a point in my own life where I am, A, I'm tired of the superfluous bullshit that people like try to suck my time with uh, over the phone. And B, I'm also tired of trying to maintain relationships through phone conversations only to have people never answer the phone or five minutes into a conversation pull the, oh, I got to go do this. And then it's like, okay, well, why do I even fucking bother? <laughs> so if people want to talk to me at this point in time, they can call me on the phone. If I feel like answering it, then I'll answer it. But if you send me a text, I'll return the text. Would you prefer to work the night shift or work alone for eternity? Well, the night shift, I mean, hello, bar queen. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. Why wouldn't you? That's yeah. obvious. What song would you be okay with having in your head for 24 hours? Um, I would say either Human by Human League or I'll Be Alright Without You by Journey. One of those two. I always think of Human as your favorite song. Human is freaking <clears throat> up there. Human by the Human League is, I would say, it's definitely top five. Human and Africa. Top three. Africa is a great song, but it's not one of my favorite songs. Mm -hmm. I really like Do It Again by Steely Dan. Yeah. Um, and I like I'll Be Alright Without You by Journey and then Human by Human League. I'm going to say those are like my top three. If you could go to college and start that period of your life all over again, mm -hmm. what one thing would you do differently? I'd listen more. I would. I mean, and I don't even know if that's possible at that age. I mean, if I were to do it now, it'd be super easy. I'd just shut the fuck up and listen to what they have to say. <laughs> um but, you know, at the age that I was at when I was in cosmetology school, which would have been my college years, I was just such a pisser. And I don't I don't know how you could change that unless you had the years of experience to mellow one out. Would you rather have been in the marching band or on the debate team in high school? Oh, debate team. I love to argue. <laughs> I love to argue because I think I know how to argue. Most people don't. Most people will sit on something until like four or five things mm -hmm. piss them off about you and then they'll blow up. And you'll have this argument and they'll be throwing like four different things onto this pile while you're arguing with them. And you're like, what the, this has nothing to do with what we're arguing about right now. So I think for me, it's, I, I sort of have an advantage going into arguments because I can hear what people are saying and know where they're going. And then I can figure out how to better try to communicate my point in a way that they understand it, mm -hmm. which was something that 
was lost on me when I was younger because I felt that the goal was to just bully my point across. Yeah. You're very good at arguing. And I can argue dirty and I can argue clean. And I prefer to argue clean. That's debating. Well, and we always joke that you, your second career or you're like in another life, Mm -hmm. you would be a lawyer Mm -hmm. because I think you'd be really good at a litigator. And we've had lawyers tell you the very same thing. (laughs) Our own. (laughs) Are you sure you don't want to do this yourself? Well, and, and which you've also done. I was thinking, yeah, I, I, I've kicked ass in small claims court. It's just, you know, it's about having, it's about being present and it's about understanding your position. And I don't go into something, especially at this stage of my life, unless I feel that it is in line with my moral fiber. Mm -hmm. So if I truly believe in something and I will always try to, uh, do what I can just to get something over with. But if I really feel like I need to, um, have a wrong acknowledged, then then I go for it. And I don't stop until I get it or until someone proves to me that I don't deserve it. And in every case, we I think we've had two or three small three small claims course case, three small claims cases. One was thrown out when they were served the papers. They called me and said, okay, we'll we'll uh do this if you drop it. And mm-hmm. I said, do that and then I'll drop it, which they did and then I did. Yeah. And then we went to court and um, one know me more serving litigious realness. Well, and I'm just yeah. <laughs> and, and with you too, the, the, you know, cause you were really excellent in the last one that we had um, with all of the notes, back the documentation, and forth, the documentation. I mean, you were really organized with all of that. Um, and then I think for me, it's just being able to succinctly communicate mm-hmm. to the arbitrator, which we dealt with on the third one. That wasn't small claims. We actually sued someone. Right. Um, to just just be upfront, just the facts. This is what happened, and this is my grievance, and this is why. And not to get into, well, this happened because I had to do that. And you know, we all have a choice, and it's no one else's responsibility to live with the consequences of your choices except for yourself. Even if you think you don't have a choice, you still have a choice. You just don't like the choices, right. and you don't like what you will have to experience or deal with with those choices. But that doesn't mean that you don't have a choice. No, you've always been very well-spoken in those moments. And it's one of the first things. Eloquent. She's real she eloquent. real eloquent. <laughs> um, but it was one of the first things that I think attracted me to you was you're well-spoken, you're confident, and mm-hmm. you know what you're talking about, even if you don't know what you're talking about. Well, I want to back that one up because if I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not mm-hmm. really going to open my mouth. Or I will say, I think, or it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really, you know, I... I but you're good at, even if you don't know what you're talking about, proposing a hypothesis or an yeah. idea with supporting evidence. Using or, practical sense. Yeah. So that even if it's not necessarily the truth mm-hmm. that we know of yet, like mm-hmm. you're not doing it to sell someone an idea. You're just saying, you know, I don't know, but this is what I think based on what I see mm-hmm. here and mm-hmm. understand of the situation. Well, I think there's always a little bit of that in everybody. You know, the more people that believe what I believe, then the more it validates or confirms my belief, because then why would anybody else believe it if it wasn't believable? Right? <laughs> right. But it's very dangerous. And it's I think that's where you get into trouble with religion and cults and, and foundations that kind of suck people in, you know, like Scientology. And yeah. then they sort of bastardize um 
the perception to their mm-hmm. own advantage, if right. that makes sense. I feel like yeah. I might have digressed a little bit. No, I think it makes sense. Okay. Good. Uh, and your last question yeah. already. Yeah. What's one secret you are still keeping from your mother? You can skip if you want to, but I don't think she even listens to this. She doesn't. Um, I don't. You were the one who drank the frosting. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I was the kind of part, like when I broke the Nintendo machine, I, I told them I did it as soon as I did it. Because mm-hmm. um, I was blamed for things so often that right. I didn't do that when I did do them, it was like, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to get fucking punished for it anyway. So I, I just, I copped to the stuff that I did. And there were things that my mom thought I was lying about maybe until just five years ago where I finally had to tell her, I was like, um, I, as a middle-aged man, I don't have a horse in this race anymore. Right. I'm not under your roof. I'm not afraid of you. There's no interest in me lying to you about something I may have done or, or didn't do. And I was always very honest and upfront with them, if even only to just try to shock the shit out of them, because I was so sick of hearing some <laughs> of the shit that they would say to me. Yeah. So I would just, I would be brutally honest with personal details about my life just because I, I needed them to just stop for a minute I, and I needed something from them. That's good. Um, which isn't the best way to get something from someone. And then sometimes you just have to realize that you need to redefine and move forward. Right. Well, thank you. That's been 20 questions with know me more, a little insight. I love it. So Jared and I, um, we're on a little bit of a, we're, we're taking a vacation this week. We're taking some time for, to ourselves. Well, clearly we're not because we're recording this podcast right now. Well, that's the thing. We wanted to take a vacation for ourselves, but we also wanted to keep this consistent for our listeners. And thank you guys for listening and downloading because I just found out that we got our 500th download. That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's great. Thank I you love guys. It. I think that we should do um, a special UK episode. Everything we love about the UK since our most of our listening base, 80% of our listening base, right, is yeah. in the UK. Yeah, it's amazing. Hi, UK. Hello. Freshen your drink, Gavna. They Now they hate us again. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not serious about it. Uh, That's ridiculous. Uh, but thank now you guys. I am a bit of an Anglophile. You are. I am a little bit too. I've never been, but I've always loved it. I mean, well, they originated the the language. They originated the culture that like we tea, live in. Uh-huh. Crumpets. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. They're kind of like the parent whose petulant child stormed mm-hmm. out of the house at 17 to go start a life of their own. And I feel like I feel like <laughs> 17, 76. <laughs> and I feel like at any minute we're gonna be like that boomerang kid who's asking for their room back in their parents' house. Nice. Once <laughs> so we're just gonna fucking implode <laughs> on ourselves here. <laughs> Well, thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll we'll, uh, talk at you next week. Bye. Bye. Have a question for us or want to be a guest on our podcast? Email us at hello at mrandmrs.show. Or for more information and episodes, visit our webpage at mrandmrs.show.